you won't release the Gaetchen's report into the sports rorts. Your office tried to conceal when you're on holidays in Hawaii in December. The government cited national security to avoid answering a question under FOI about whether Pastor Brian Houston was invited to a White House dinner, although you've finally admitted this afternoon that he was invited. Why all the secrecy on stuff that on the surface would seem to be not that big a deal? Our nation has never encountered a less transparent government. What but not true. It means it's gossip. But not true. I think I've answered the question. Yet now, in a time of national crisis, relying on our community to follow instructions towards a common goal. Well, you've made a whole bunch of presumptions there which I'm not about to speculate. Well, maybe you can clean them up for us. Well, you're the one making the presumptions, not me. I find myself in a bizarre and somewhat awkward position of pleading with Australians to trust a government I've spent the last year explaining cannot be trusted. I don't have Scott Morrison does not deserve our trust. Yet in this moment, the cost of not giving him our trust could be devastating. So what can Australia learn from other nations where the very concept of truth is always questioned? Trust with governments is no different to trust in any other relationship. Once we know someone can lie to us about the little things, we start to question the big things. The trouble with the Morrison government is, they haven't just lied to us about the little things, they've expected us to accept not knowing what the truth is. We still have no idea who forged the details in Angus Taylor's letter to the Sydney Mayor, and we're told there will be no answer. The case is closed, and they will not even entertain any questions on it. Now, I understand it may sound like such a small issue, but for so long, a lie mattered in politics just because the truth always came out. But now this government has worked harder than any other government before it to ensure that that truth never gets out. Where is Barnaby Joyce's report after his extensive stint as a drought envoy? And what was in that Sports Rorts internal review? And what was the nature of that call between the Prime Minister and the New South Wales Police Commissioner whilst the same New South Wales Police were actively investigating his own minister? We will never know. We've been told to just accept not knowing and to move on. This government has rejected freedom of information requests on everything from its $200 million regional grants program to Morrison's request to have his spiritual advisor Brian Houston invited to the White House. Not knowing has just become the new normal. And now, we are suddenly in very unusual times. One of the ways the coronavirus is so different to other threats is that it requires an almost unified and coordinated response from all individuals in the country. In wartime, if someone wasn't singing from the same hymn sheet, it would make the machine less efficient. During a pandemic, it has the potential to break the machine. We require all Australians to understand the threat and to understand their individual responsibilities, because just one Australian doing the wrong thing, or even just a different thing, negates the good work of thousands of others. The overwhelming majority of people want to do the right thing. The crucial question is whether or not everyone knows what the right thing is. In a crisis like this, that message of what the right thing is, it needs to come from one consistent source. And the obvious source is 
the government. But what if we already know the government lies to us? How does that affect our understanding of what the right thing is? I wanted to get an idea of just how bad things were, so I reached out to an old friend that I, I thought could relate. Just touched down in Tehran. In June of last year, I went to Iran. And, um, it's a beautiful country, with probably the most hospitable people in the world, and I've been to a lot of places where people are famous for how friendly they are. I could talk for hours about Iran, its history and its politics, but right now, I want to talk about a young woman named Masa. Now, Masa is probably everything you don't think of when you think of an Iranian woman. She is educated, outgoing, has a corporate job, loves Western music, and loves social media. And it was through Instagram that she reached out to me when I was in Tehran. Okay, show me how the Persians eat a kebab. We spoke at length about her life in Iran. She didn't have an anger towards the Iranian mm -hmm. government, but she also didn't trust them. She would often talk about what the official government explanation was for something, and then what the rumours were, or what she had heard about it on social media. In the end, she would always just offer up a kind of resigned footnote, reiterating that she just didn't know what the truth was, and that's the way it was. Who knows, she would say. It's something that, it, it seems so foreign then, but now it sounds eerily familiar. Iran has been one of the country's hardest hit by the coronavirus. There have been satellite images of mass graves being dug and a health system already crippled by sanctions all but collapsed. But no one really knows exactly what's going on there. No one knows what the truth is. I decided to reach out to Masa and find out exactly what her experience has been and what it's like living through a pandemic where the truth remains uncertain. Hey, Kamrik, I'm doing well. How are you? Um, happy Persian New Year to start with. Yeah, actually, it's Persian New Year. Happy New Year. Very happy Persian New Year to you. If you could do your best to remember the first time you remember hearing anything about coronavirus in Iran. Uh, it was like about one month ago. There was an Instagram page, um, which is called Rich Kids of Iran. They're actually... The, spreading uh, realities of Iran and I don't know why but they have the first news um, which is not even published by official medias yet so they kept sending pictures uh, actually sharing pictures of here in Iran corona came here please be careful everyone but no one cared about it I mean, even people started to shout at them, like, stop spreading rumors, there's no corona cases here, but they even uh, actually published some pictures of corona cases in Iran. So your first news about the coronavirus came from an Instagram page, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Do you trust what your government tells you about the coronavirus? Well, uh, I personally, I mean... Um, me and I'm sure about uh, the majority of Iranians, we don't believe government at all. It's because of their history. They actually, they prove us that they're not reliable. And uh, they're not trusted right now either because um, the number they're giving to people, they're reporting, it's totally fake. 
one of my friends is working for WHO organization. Uh, she told me that what number you hear from the government, just um, multiple it to five. Okay, well, so the death toll is five times higher than what the Iranian government is telling us. Exactly. You got your first information about it from an Instagram page. Do you find that you get a lot of your information from social media? Yeah, because, you know, um, we don't trust an Iranian government media. That's why we just we just go to social media or actually foreign broadcasts or foreign, foreign media, not Iran. Iran government, they're just lying. We don't believe on numbers. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you had a, a sore throat, would you be able to get tested for coronavirus? Well, um, unfortunately, these hospitals are full. It's <clears throat> like I have to stay in queue. They don't care if you're in a worst case or if you're just normal coughing. They wouldn't care because there are a lot of, lot of, lot of people hospitalized. And uh, everyone who should get hospitalized as well should stay in queue. So I don't think if I get um, tested uh, immediately. And what has made it more difficult for you going through this when you're concerned about uh, your family and you're concerned about your friends? If you are not too sure whether you can believe what the government is telling you about coronavirus and you're forced to get your information from social media, how does that make it tougher for you? Well, we already know the government lying to us. We don't believe them. So we don't rely on the information on TV. But the problem is that even the non-official, non-official news, non-official information, we, we are not sure which one is right. So that's why uh, we're just trying to... well. To be honest, we all are really stressed out. So uh, we had some friends who were working at hospitals. The doctors told us that it's something serious. They don't say that to people yet. We are. It's getting really full in the hospitals. So um, yeah, it's getting really serious. And uh, but the government doesn't say that. They don't want people to get panic. So you heard from your friends who worked in hospitals yeah, uh, who were telling you that what, what the government was telling you wasn't true? Uh, exactly. Uh, one of my friends uh, told me that um, uh, from uh, five to 800 uh, tests, uh, most, of this, most of these are positive. And also, unfortunately, unfortunately we had lost 90 uh, actually, especially surgeons or doctors, we have lost them. They are died <clears throat> because of this matter. And what are things like there now? Are, are people scared? Are you scared? Well, to be honest, yes. Uh, we are thinking that we might not. For example, uh, the Persian New Year holidays is for 16 days. Uh, so... When we wanted to say goodbye to our colleagues, uh, we, we were saying that maybe we wouldn't be able to meet each other again after the holiday. Marsa, thank you so much for uh, taking time to, to speak to us here in Australia. 
um, we're all really thinking of you and around and we're all concerned about you but funnily enough it seems like we're going through something similar even if it's on a smaller scale oh you're welcome as of the 24th of march the official death toll from coronavirus in iran is 1812